is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the All Things Reconsidered podcast. I am Brandon. And I'm Joey. And we are here to guide you through the deconstruction phase of your life. Yes, and hopefully help you rebuild. And above all that, just let you know that you're not alone, that we're in this with you. And we're not experts, so don't hang your hat on anything that we say, (laughs) because we don't. All we're trying to do is show that uh, we're on this journey and that you can come with us. And if there was, Brandon, if there was ever an episode to stress that we are not experts, it's this one. This is the episode (laughs) to stress it. We are not experts. We are two guys on the internet trying to... Just trying to make sense of things. Trying to guide ourselves down this path. And we're really just externalizing a lot of the conversations we have in our heads and with each other and we're putting them on the internet yeah i mean i'm just a guy who reads a lot of brian zond and pete ends and and then talks to you about it pretty much basically it and i'm just the guy that just listens to joey and (laughs) reconsiders things right like should i be friends with this guy correct (laughs) but before we get into the podcast proper we want to make a quick announcement about our comedy bits as much as we love them we realize that uh, not everybody watches the podcast, and most of them don't make sense if you're not watching the video. It's true. So those will actually be moving to their own videos, and they will be coming out every Friday. Um, there's not really a title for them. The title will be whatever the title feels like being on We've that day. We've just been calling them Friday videos. Yeah. But so, we'll, we'll think of something better than that. Give us time. <laughs> yeah. They'll be our Friday videos for now. Yeah. Um, so things like the Rapture Watch, yes. Weekly Commentaries. Uh, um the Pokemon Exposed one, if you guys like that, I thought it was fun. Yeah, I love um, it. And the Prophetic Art Appraisal is probably my favorite. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So those are going to be moved to Fridays. We'll have a video up every Friday. We'll have probably some sort of rotation going on. But that way we can kind of focus more on the serious topics and the things that you guys are here to listen for. Yeah. And it makes a lot more sense for the people that just listen to the podcast. So. And if you do just listen to the podcast, thank you. Yeah, you should check out our YouTube it. channel. Yeah. <laughs> you get to see our faces. Uh, okay, no, you're good. Just stay on Spotify. Stay on, stay on Spotify or <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Today we wanted to get into something um, very important to both of us and to a lot of people, and that is the church's handling of homosexuality and um, the entire LGBTQ plus community. Um, It is Pride Month after all, and we have a lot of friends and loved ones who are in that community, Mm -hmm. and so we wanted to go ahead and and hit this head on and and see what we can... um, See what we can talk about about it. Yeah. Um, This is probably one of our most requested topic in the comments. And we figured that, you know, the month of June will probably be the best month to talk about it. Um, So we're just going to dive on in and just kind of give you our opinions on things. Again, we say a hundred times in every episode, we're not experts. So we don't want you guys to think that this is 100% the accurate way to view things. This is where we are currently. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the entire point of this deconstruction process. You know, where we are can change. There's ambiguity to things. There's wrestling with things. And if you want to avoid wrestling and ambiguity, then deconstruction isn't really the thing for you because that's the whole process of it. Yeah, Um, exactly. In fact, uh, the whole purpose of the show is not to tell you this is the right way to think because if we were doing that, that would be very fundamentalist of us. Right. The whole point of the show is to say we are figuring this out and it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to not... To not have everything so um, down in stone, but to, to leave some of your beliefs open-ended where, where you're allowed to move and evolve on them. Right. The whole point of the show is about evolution, really. Yeah. About, about evolving thoughts, evolving faith. And so this is just where we're at right now. 
Joey, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you remember that quote that you said in like one of the very first episodes that Rachel Hod Evans said? Do I? Of course. Yes. Uh, the- so what she said, I, I love Rachel Hod Evans. So I, what she said was that fundamentalism is when you hold on to your clutch onto your belief so tightly that you leave fingerprint implants or uh, indentions on the palm of your hand. And that instead, you need to hold your belief as an open hand so that you're allowing for the Holy Spirit to move them as he will, to take them when he doesn't, if you don't need them anymore, to put new beliefs in. Um, it's about having an open mind, essentially. And that's applicable on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to communicate here of, you know, we don't know what's right or wrong. We don't know, you know, what is or is not sin. What we know is, is things haven't been done right in the church. And that's what we want to deal with. That is our hearts of God told us to love people and we've not done that right. Mm-hmm. So now that we've got all of that out of the way, <laughs> we've got all those things covered. Let's dive into the episode proper. Yes. So the church and homosexuality. Yeah. So um, let me just tell you, um, you know, I have some friends who are gay. And when I was growing up uh, in the fundamentalist upbringing that I was in, um, it was extremely um well it wasn't that that kind of thing was not accepted at all right shocker i know but it was a very harsh um view towards anyone who's not straight right yeah i mean i remember clearly i mean when we were really young words that are now considered slurs rightfully so and should be slurs back then when we were kids they we just would say things like that in the church too yeah in church in the building yeah yeah i mean there are it took a while for us to realize, I think, that it's not okay to talk about people right, that way, even right. if, you know, they believed it's a sin. And so, of course, I was brought up believing it's a sin. I mean, sure. I, I didn't question that until mm-hmm. I was a lot older. I, didn't, I started thinking differently. But I was brought up believing, you know, it's wrong, it's sinful. And then in the sixth or seventh grade, mm-hmm. um, one of my closest friends, my best friends, uh, came out. And I was one of the first people that he told. Um, and he, um, I started to rethink some of the stuff about how we've treated gay people yeah, sure, and how absolutely. we view it in general, because this is one of my best friends, you yeah. know, and, um, he, what, what was so shameful for me was that I realized that he was a little hesitant to tell me he was scared to tell me mm-hmm. because he knew that I was his Christian friend. Right. Right. And, you know, I was just a sixth or seventh grader. So it's like, of course, I was still figuring things out and I was probably, you know, a sixth or seventh grader. Yeah. I was probably annoying. (laughs) I was probably, you know, kind of mean at times. I was, but my point is it it made me realize like if he's wanting to share something, shouldn't his Christian friend be the first person that he knows he can go to. Right. Yeah. And feel loved and feel accepted. And yet I was later in the game to be told because he was worried about how I might react. He was, and he was also worried about my my parents would say if I told them. Right. And so that led me on the, started me at that age trying to grapple with this and say, you know, are, are we sure that, that, are we sure that this is what is really said about yeah, it? Yeah, right, absolutely. And so I think a big part of it too is we have so forgotten to humanize people. Yeah. And like, I think that's one of the biggest issues that we have is as soon as we find out that someone is gay or part of the homosexual community or whatever, we stop looking at them as a person mm-hmm. and start looking at them as an issue yeah. or as, yeah. you know, as their issue or whatever the church wants to label it. Exactly. And I think that's such a gross thing to do Yeah, because 
regardless of how you view homosexuality, at the end of the day, that person is still an image bearer of God. Yes. And yes. we have got to stop treating people as though they're not. Mm-hmm. Because there is a there's a pretty big section of, you know, Christians that are also homosexuals. Yeah. And so the idea that they don't actually know God because they're homosexuals is gross. And like the the idea that we can say to them that, you know, you're not really a Christian because you're gay. We don't tell people you're not really a Christian because you've lied. There is exactly. And and, and there is a a special level of of uh, attention that we put specifically on this one issue. Yeah. To um shame people uh, more than anything else. It's wild. Um, now, now you know that, that we're working out um, the way that we view it. But one thing that we absolutely understand is that the church has no excuse for the harmful ways that we have treated Correct. people in this community. Correct. 100%. Um, you know, the, the exclusion from the church. Yep. We have some churches that kind of put on a, a show of saying like, Oh, everyone's welcome. But then once you get in there, it, it's not really that change true. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're welcome, but yeah, then you have to conform exactly like this. Right. Um, right. You're welcome, but you're not allowed to serve. Yep. You're not allowed to be on the band. You're not yep. allowed to do anything, but you're welcome, but you're welcome to be here Yeah. until it, you change. Exactly. It, it's, it, it, I think we need to face this and, and be honest with, you know, we need to be. We need to honestly ask ourselves: Why is it that this one issue is one that we attack so much more aggressively? Yeah, you know, I mean, and there's no other issues that we attach so much stigma and, and labels to. Right, and you know, I could be way off base on this, but it's just something that I've I've thought about and considered myself. But I mean, me and Joey disagree on some things, and you know, some of the bases of this is one of them. But like the whole patriarchy thing i can't ignore that you know males have more influence in the world than females do we may disagree on how that happened but we agree that it is there and part of the reason why i think that homosexuality is such a big issue in the church and such a big issue to cultural values Mm -hmm. in america and different things like that is a man is now afraid that another man is looking at him the same way that he looks at a woman. Yeah, yeah. Because as soon as you know that somebody's gay, you're automatically thinking, oh, are they checking me out? And you feel weird about it. Yeah, it's homophobia. But it's the same thing that, you know, men do to women every single day. Yeah, exactly. I think that for the the patriarchy, for the gender hierarchy within the church to function, you have to have men in a place of not only leadership, but of manly leadership. Right. And so if a man is, is has traits that we would call more feminine... That, in their mind, is like a, an affront against this hierarchy system. Yeah. It doesn't make sense in their little pyramid. Right. And I, I think they don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Um, so so they demonize it so vehemently um, because, basically, if a man is not acting in their way of how a man should, then the, the, it kind of calls into question that this is how men are supposed to be. And then that calls into question their whole power, their whole position right. of authority. Because. Yeah. If we're presenting that men are just inherently in charge and inherently, you know, the leaders, but then we have this guy over here who's more feminine acting, well, now we're going to question if men really truly are supposed to be just inherently on the top of this pyramid. Right. So it it threatens their power, and they don't like that. And they don't like to be objectified, which is – it's the funniest thing to me because it's like, 
just because you find out somebody is gay does not mean that they're checking you out or think that you're attractive. Yeah. But it's just yeah. that it's that like conceitedness mm-hmm. that we have. Yeah. To believe, oh, they're gay. They're checking me out. I don't feel comfortable anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it, it, and I, I see what you're saying. It, you know because what I'm saying? I do because it's also so. Um, funny i guess you could say but in a terrible way because it's like well you were saying they objectify women right and now it's like oh you don't like this you know when right. it's applied to you not <laughs> right. that the homosexual people are actually doing it yeah but yeah i see what you're saying and something else that has annoyed me mm-hmm. is how i know people that love shows like gray's anatomy mm-hmm. and the bachelor and the, the bachelor yeah in those shows I mean, more than anything, idolize mm-hmm. extramarital affairs, yeah. premarital sex, all these yeah. things, and we're fine with them. Mm-hmm. But as soon as two men or two women kiss on the television, mm-hmm. then there's an attack on our on Christian values. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm so confused by the double standard there. It, 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 that's all that it is, is double standard. And I'll tell you why. It's because um, they are not in the homosexual community. Right. So it's okay for them. It's easy for them to kind of scapegoat a lot of their anger and frustration towards this because they're on the outside of it. Right, yeah. If we applied that same level of vehement anger towards these other sins, if you call it a sin, right. um, then... Y- that would be more of a personal thing because we are capable of doing those things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, a, a, a straight person has no problem putting all of this anger towards homosexuality because they know that they're not gay. Right. But if they did it towards any other issue you listed, I don't know. Maybe some of them actually do with that. Or... Because they're worried that someone's going to call them out on their hypocrisy mm-hmm. because, oh, well, I know you did X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. But they can guarantee, well, I've never been gay, so I can call this out because I don't have to worry about being called a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah. But the biggest problem with that is we fall into the ultimate hypocrisy Mm -hmm. of not loving our neighbors. Exactly. Uh, That is the ultimate goal for any Christian is to love your neighbor. And unfortunately, um, the church has has completely failed at that with the homosexual community and with other people as well. And I think it's honestly a lot of the politics that has gotten involved. Um, the Christian rights complete hijacking yeah. of the evangelical church, um, I think, has gone a long way into this, uh, where now it's not that when we see a gay person, our first thought is to be like Jesus and love our neighbor. Our first thought is political issues. Right. Our first thought is, well, you know, as a Christian, I'm supposed to be a Republican because I've linked those two together to be the exact same thing. Right. And I can't separate them. And my Republican beliefs also tell me that, you know, I'm supposed to be afraid of this person. They're a threat or, I, you know. And so we're so entrenched in this political system that has hijacked a lot of what should be a, a Christian response. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think that's just terrible. I think I think the church needs to be honest about the many ways that we have harmed people, um, just like we should be about the ways that we've harmed people uh, with race issues. Yeah. You know, the church has, in in America specifically, the church has a lot of racist uh, pasts um, and even presents that we need to uh, be honest about or it's never going to get fixed. It's never going to heal. Right. And the same thing is true for how we've we've harmed uh, gay people. And, um, you know, I, I think there's also a lot of intellectual dishonesty involved because the fact of the matter is there's not even an entirely as clear as people think there is one way of thinking through the bible on this no and when people present um certain bible verses as proof texts and say well this tears it this is this is it right Right. here this verse says it's it's a sin and that's where i'm stopping that's it yep i think that they're not being honest with 
what it means to wrestle with the text and with uh, the cultural context of the text. Yeah. Um, and so they, they hang their hat on a few proof texts and say, well, that's all I'm going to think about it. Right. I've done my <laughs> job. I've done my, I'm done thinking about it. And they walk away and feel uh, vilif- or they feel, you know, vindicated. Right. Yeah. In their hatefulness. Yeah. Essentially, we just end up using the Bible as an excuse to be treating people wrongly. Right. And to yeah. be bigots. Yeah. Because we, we, we found our proof. Right. You know? And it's, it's so weird. I mean, we, we've decided to hang our hats on homosexuality because of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And we honestly don't even know that that's the right word. Yeah. Yeah, like, but people aren't ready for that conversation. They don't even know that's the right I mean, there's a fantastic documentary. I need to finish watching it. I've began watching it a hundred times, but you know how Netflix happens at nighttime and why <laughs> watching documentaries at nighttime isn't the best idea. But it's called 1946, and it talks about uh, the RSV translation of the Bible. And yeah. that is the first time that the word homosexual actually ever shows up in yeah. a translation of the Bible. Yeah. It wasn't until 1946. Yeah. You know, it, wait, so wait. you tell me for 1,946 years, mm-hmm. they were getting it wrong. Yeah. And then, and then thank God for this translation to finally thank get God it for right. this one translation translated by people that were actively against gay people. Yeah, exactly. To fix it. So you bring up an excellent point. Now, there is a lot of. Um, there is a lot of uh, disagreement with this. Uh, sure. Uh, there's some people who argue, no, 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 the word really should be homosexual. Um, but a lot of people who say, no, it's a terrible mi- a mistranslation. Right. Um, and for those who believe that it is a mistranslation, they point out things like how when Martin Luther first translated the Bible into German, uh, the word that we have as homosexual, he actually wrote, uh, better translates to pedophile. Yeah. And that there's other context around these verses, around these words, that paints it more in a picture of a non-consensual relationship. Right. But that don't necessarily cast the entirety of a consensual uh, mutual, you know, same-sex attraction as sin. Right. It's more so in some cases talking about either pedophilia or even rape. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, Now, like I said, there are some theologians who disagree with that, but it seems to be a growing consensus that this was a terrible mistranslation. Yeah. To get back to what we were saying about how there's too much hate about this topic, right? um, this is a perfect example because if I tell someone, like, about another mistranslation, Mm -hmm. a lot of times they're pretty receptive to it. Sure. Like, I've had conversations with family and friends who don't necessarily agree with me on, on a lot of things, but I tell them, well, the Bible's actually mistranslated a few things. Like, for instance, the word Lucifer in Isaiah, that's a mistranslation. It actually wasn't, that's not meant to be his name. That That's referring to Venus. And right. I tell them the whole backstory, and usually that's pretty well accepted. Sure. It's kind of like, oh, isn't that interesting? Right. So there's mistranslations, and it actually meant this. Wow, that's so interesting. We need to go deeper. Mm-hmm. But then if I say, oh, yeah, homosexual too, that's also mistranslated. Suddenly, Whoa. suddenly, it's yeah. We're not willing to accept that Listen because now. we have so much at stake. Yeah, contingent on this being a horrible sense so that I can vilify these people so that I can make an excuse for my bad behavior. Right. Yeah. If I acknowledge that this may have been mistranslated, mm-hmm. and even if you don't want to go so far and say it definitely was, you can at least admit that there is a debate here. That there yeah, is exactly. enough ambiguity to this ancient text that perhaps. But if we do that, we have to acknowledge. Uh oh, I've been mistreating people. Yeah, and the funniest thing too about the whole like you know mistranslation part of it as well mm-hmm. is even if you don't think it was mistranslated, mm-hmm. a majority of the Bibles that mention homosexuality specify men who practice homosexuality. That's true. So what does that mean for you know 
the lesbian community yeah. or the transgender community. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're talking about, well, the Bible is right with homosexuality, it specifies men who practice it. Exactly. And I think it's also important to acknowledge that even if you don't believe that it was mistranslated and, and you are like, no, it says homosexual, that was a good translation, and that's the end of discussion. That's fine. Sure. But you also, if you want to say that, but you also have to acknowledge that there are other verses that you are not following. Right. And that you are okay with uh, finding ways around. Yeah. And you just don't want to apply that same logic to this one. Right. Because for some reason, having a reason to really be mad at gay people is important to you. Yep. You know, for instance, well, no, go ahead. I'm talking too much. <laughs> so, and like, the thing for me, too, is in your absolute, like, just, you know, war path mm-hmm. to ensure that homosexuality is a sin yeah. and it justifies how I treat them. You are missing the hundred commandments that God gives you to love your neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. There is so, there are so many more Bible verses addressing how you treat each other mm-hmm. than there are about homosexuality being a sin. Yeah, exactly. And like, it, it is, it is the proportion, the percentage of verses talking about love each other in the new Testament mm-hmm. vastly outweighs do not be a homosexual, and we are not loving our neighbors. Yeah. I mean, look at this verse, Romans 13, 10. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. If I am showing love to my neighbor, and you want to argue, well, you really should be telling them that they're sinning, and their lifestyle is bad, and that you're not saying that it's a sin enough, I would tell you, hey, I am fulfilling the law by right. loving my neighbor, according yeah. to Paul. I am fulfilling the law. And, you know, if I'm wrong... And it really is, you know, something that we need to be (laughs) more aggressively attacking. Yeah. If I'm really, really wrong and it is like a a terrible sin, um, then at least I'm erring on the side of love. Yeah. I'm not claiming that I have it all 100% figured out, but I am claiming that I'm doing my best to love the neighbor and to err on the side of love when I'm not sure. And, and that that way, even if I am wrong, I can just say, you know what? I was trying to love my neighbor. Right. And and by doing so, I was fulfilling the law. And here's my question. When did the Holy Spirit stop being enough? Yeah. We claim that the Holy Spirit convicts people. Mm-hmm. When, did we, when did we decide that the Holy Spirit can't convict people of this? Mm-hmm. And we have to make sure we do our darndest mm-hmm. to convict people of this. Yeah. To save them from hell. I can't save anybody from hell. I have saved zero people from hell. Mm-hmm. Zero, including myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Only yeah. Jesus can do that. Yeah. Only Jesus. And when we start saying, well, we have to make sure that they, you know, that they learn the truth and they turn from their wicked ways so we can, you know, so they can be saved. Jesus already did that. Yeah. He's already done it. Jesus defeated sin and death. And he commissioned us to spread that good news right he commissioned us to go and tell the world that he defeated sin and death right not he didn't commission us to go and defeat it (laughs) yeah um and and i also want to point out that um even if you believe the bible does say homosexuality is a sin um even in the new testament we should be honest with the fact that we uh have no problem uh fighting or wrestling with other verses. For instance, 
Um, there are still a lot of denominations that hold Paul's words about women literally. Right. And that don't let women preach and that treat women terribly. There's still a lot of them. It's just terrible. Course. Yeah, it's terrible. But I don't know about you, but in the denomination that I grew up in, that actually wasn't the case. Even as a kid, I remember having women preach all the time. Yeah, sure. So if we mm-hmm. have churches that can take those verses of Paul about women preaching and not being allowed to preach, and they can say, well, Paul, we're not really sure if you meant that literally— and we're not going to really follow that to the T because we think women can preach. And, you know, Paul, we agree with you on all this other stuff. But on this, maybe that's a cultural thing. Right. Maybe that's a historic thing. Maybe that's, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we need to know what that's really meaning spiritually. And we're not going to follow that literally. Why do you do that with that verse? And, but then it's crazy for me to apply that right. to his verses about homosexuality. Right. We did the same thing with his verse on slavery. Oh, yeah. A lot of Christians don't want to talk about it. But Paul... He doesn't say slavery is great, but he doesn't say it's terrible either. He tells slaves to be obedient to their masters. Yeah, exactly. So he's, he's not as if he's coming out as this full-blown, like, abolitionist. Yeah, he's not like, you know? oh, slavery is good, but he's not like, well, I mean, if you're a slave, just obey. Yeah. So we now today, we don't, <laughs> most of us, I am in Tennessee, so sometimes it feels like not even most of us around here, but... Hopefully, most of us understand oh, God, I hope so. that Paul was speaking in his time, in his world, in his culture, and he was influenced by the norms of the society he lived in. Right. And we can read Paul and say, well, Paul, on these verses about slavery, we just don't think that slavery is okay. Yeah. Sure. And that doesn't mean we're dishonoring the Bible. If anything, it means that we are honoring Jesus because the Bible says that the Spirit leads us into more truth. Right. It's been a long time since Paul. So we've yeah. had a lot of time to be led into more truth than even he had. Right. Um, and, and it's okay to go to those verses and say, you know, there may not be a literal reading of this that's necessary. Now, my point is, if I can do that with slavery and if I can do that with women, why is it so sinful to take that same logic and apply it to homosexuality? I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I, I, like, and that, like, that's what annoys about this whole topic is like, there's no reason not to, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, there's really no reason not to. And so in, instead of getting in the weeds of, is it a sin or not? We should just hang our hat on, love them. Yeah. Love right. Yeah. Like, my question is, is if we truly believe, and Joe and I do believe, that hell, one, isn't eternal, and two, God will redeem all things back to himself. Yes. So, even if it is, even if it is not, it does not excuse you from loving them. Yeah. And I don't want to hear anything in the comments about <laughs> how... I love them, but I refuse to affirm their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. You can affirm their personhood. Yeah. You can affirm their humanity. And you can even affirm... Now, no one should... Look, if you're a Christian and a homosexual, you don't need anyone to affirm your faith for you. No. That is your walk with the Lord and, and your your prayer life, your devotion life with Him. And you don't need someone to tell you if you're a Christian or not. Correct. Because you have that relationship with God for yourself. Yep. But for those of you who aren't gay and who are Christians... Don't walk around telling them that they're not Christians. No. You can affirm that they are a part of our family. Correct. That that our table is open to everyone. Yeah. You know, we are told, well, I, I know I probably brought up the same parable a few times. So I'm not going to dwell on it for too long. Oh, we're going to dwell on it. Okay, fine. My favorite parable is still the one about the, the servants who are sent out from the feast to go into the streets and pull anyone they can in and say, come and sit with us. That is the role of the church. Correct. And we are to invite everyone to this table. Not literally this one because it's really tiny. That's why we have to Yeah, sit we can fit about four people at the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, we are to pull everyone to the table of, of, the, the, of the kingdom of God and say, you are welcome here. 
Yeah. And to be gatekeepers of the faith, that is not what we've been called to do. You were not commissioned to be a gatekeeper of Christianity. Because at the end of the day, if you if Jesus held the same standard for you that you held for others for their faith, you also wouldn't be a Christian. Yeah. When was the last time you lied? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you looked at a woman with lust in your eyes? When was the last time you looked at someone with hate in your heart? Yeah. Jesus calls all of those things sin. Yeah. Exactly. If you've looked at a woman with lust in your eyes, you've already committed adultery. If you've looked at a man with hate in your heart, you've already murdered him. Yeah. So when was the last time you did that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're going to say that they're not Christians for looking at the same sex and having an attraction. Yeah. They're dealing with the exact same issues with you are, and you have grace for yourself. It's time to start having grace for them as well. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with you, Brandon. And I, I just hope that people understand our heart on this, that, you know, Brandon and I, I mean, we're a couple of straight dudes. So yeah. it's not like we, you know, can really speak into this, this community. We can't speak for this community. Right. And we're not trying to do that. No, not at all. Um, all we're trying to say is that, first of all, the church has mistreated you. And to anyone watching who is in the homosexual or the LGBTQ plus community, we want to apologize for the way that the church has treated you. Right. Um, we can't it, it, speak for all of them, but it's wrong. It is the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. for what is deserved to you from the church. Yeah. Is two guys on the internet who are part of the church saying, we are sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And to let you know that you're welcome here and that... Um, you know, Brandon, wasn't there something that you saw recently on Facebook that you wanted to rant oh, about? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into that. So, I don't know if you're on Facebook, but if you are, you have probably seen. And if you haven't, I'm I'm glad for you. Yeah, if you are on Facebook, you should get off of it. <laughs> yeah. But there's something floating around about how pride is the same thing that sent Satan from heaven. Because pride can't stand in front of God. So, more like Happy June. Yeah. The Yikes. same people in less than 30 days we'll be talking about how they're proud to be an American yeah. or how they take pride in their country on the 4th of July and they will not understand the irony yeah yeah they 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 excuse it for themselves they and then vilify others I, I, I don't understand the mental gymnastics that people have to jump through mm-hmm. to get to you're not allowed to be proud in your homosexuality but i'm allowed to be proud in my country it's the same thing that people say about um black history month yeah they i've seen people on facebook say well, where's, well, white, history where's month? white history and, and what i want to oh, the, the 11 other months of the year <laughs> yeah how about that um i, I want to explain to them that like the reason why we have pride month and black history month and and uh, you know things for for like the asian community and, and other communities like this uh and indigenous people day the reason we have these things it is because, for the most part, these groups have been so terribly mistreated. Right. And, and the whole message of Jesus is reconciliation, making wrong things right. Right. And, the, you know, the person who, who steals has to give back, what, seven, ten yeah. times? Mm-hmm. It's about paying back with interest when, when wrongs have been committed and about wrongs being made right. And, and when we have people in the homosexual community or, you know, for Black History Month, people in, in, um, who are not white being mistreated, it's us trying to say we are setting aside time to honor you and to let you know that this has been wrong and that, you know, we acknowledge you, that you are equal with us yeah. and that we love you. It's about reconciliation. And it's so hard not to look at the people that post things like that as though they're a child yeah. that got invited to another kid's birthday party. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like... Where's my presents? Where are my presents? Yeah. I, like, 
I'm sorry. I want a cake. I don't yeah. even like chocolate cake. They don't, they don't have chocolate cake here, and I want a vanilla. Exactly. Well, it's that... his birthday party. I don't care. I want chocolate cake. <laughs> exactly. Like... I, mean, I mean, some of these people, it's like, I, I just want to ask them, okay, you're mad that, that the homosexual community has Pride Month? Well, when was the last time the church ran you out of town? Right. When was the last time you got you know, riots and you were stoned and you were beaten up or even killed? Well, Joey. You know, if that's not happened to you, then stop whining about not having a Pride Month. Joey, they had to take an entire year and wear masks. Oh, yeah, of course. Huh, rip. I, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Like, I, it took that entire conversation for me to get to the point. Like... They did have to wear masks. They had so to wear masks. I can masks. understand. And you know what else? Uh, the frustration. You know what I'm else? sorry. They they did lose the White House in 2020. Right. So you know, poor guys. That's fair. Poor I guys. apologize for this past little <laughs> rant. You know, I I was wrong in that. No, so I hope there's grace no, for no. me. Yes. So I, th- I I hope we did a good job communicating where we are. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we're still figuring it out. Yeah. And I hope that you guys figure it out with us and go on this journey of figuring out these tough topics. Like yeah. I said before, this has been our hands down most requested topic of the podcast. If you're part of the homosexual homosexual community, we genuinely love you. We want to see you succeed. We want you to have pride in yourself. Yeah. We want you to know God for real. Yeah. We don't want another freaking Christian making you feel like God doesn't want to know you. Yeah. And that makes makes you feel like God doesn't want to have a relationship with you because he does. And I don't want to hear another Christian telling you that you have to change yourself before God will accept you. Yeah. Because he already has. You are welcome at the table. You are welcome part of this family and and you are welcome to uh to let us know, you know, your experience. Let yeah. us know uh what you've been put through by the church let us know what what your walk with god has been like walking through this as a homosexual and and talk to us because we are like i said not experts we are not even in the homosexual community and so what we need to do is a lot more listening yeah i know we just talked for 40 minutes but what we really need to do is a lot more listening right so please talk to us and And if you've ever been in this community and you want to talk about it you know shoot us an email you know, reach out to us in the comments so we can reach out to you. And we'd love to have somebody on that is yeah. willing to talk about this sometime. Yeah. So we can, you know, hear your experience in the church and how, you know, what happened to you in the church. And, yeah. you know, we'd love to give you a platform to be able to talk to people. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, that friend of mine that I mentioned at the start of this episode, you know, I don't think he ever felt truly welcomed at church. Right. Because of, of the stigma around his lifestyle. And it took a long time, uh, really. For it took it took a lot of um, me trying to show him, you know, that I've changed and that right. I, I don't view it the way that I was raised. Sure, up because there was so much hurt there. And so, you know, just know that we want to hear from you and we want to learn. And we have been wrestling with the scripture. Yeah. With, like we said earlier, the translation of, of the word. Yep. We've been wrestling with that. And like I was saying earlier with the context around what Paul was saying and how we deal with these verses from Paul. Right. You know, I've been wrestling with that. So if you're the type of Christian who vehemently believes homosexuality is a sin and there's no, you know, if, ends or buts about it, I would challenge you to join us in, in reconsidering these verses reconsidering the translation and also the context of what of how we address Paul's verses because that's what this channel is for is to reconsider the things that we've been brought up in and, and try to move closer to a more Christ-like faith 
Right. Um, because Christ himself modeled love and acceptance and, and radical inclusiveness. And he did not model a, a lifestyle of wanting to th- throw gay people out of, out of yeah. sight, you know? <laughs> yeah. So just, I would challenge you to go back to, to this, these verses. And honestly, best thing you can do Go talk to people. Go talk to someone in the homosexual community. You know, it's the same thing that I see with how people in the Christian right treat minorities. Yeah. A lot of them don't have any minority friends. I'm so tired of people that don't know any gay people having such harsh opinions Mm -hmm. on gay people. Yeah. So if you're you're the type who, who believes it's a sin, I would challenge you, go and talk to some people in the homosexual community and do a lot more listening than talking, really. Yeah. Ask them about their experiences with the church and then ask yourself, is that what Jesus would would have us do? Yeah. Don't go talk to people in the homosexual community. Go yeah. listen to them. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Go listen to them. Yeah. Because they've heard enough of your talking. <laughs> At the end of the day, true. they've heard enough of your talking. But go and listen with an open mind. Don't clutch those beliefs so tight that you're leaving fingerprint implants in your in your palm Mm -hmm. you know be willing to talk and i would even say on the other side you know if you are affirming and you don't believe it's a sin have conversations with people and give them grace because you know you don't know why they have those beliefs they could have been like joe and i where those beliefs were forced on them and that's all they've ever known and this is the only way that they've ever been taught to believe yeah yeah, that's true. And they do need a little bit of patience and grace. Yes. Yes, there are some people that are just going to be jerks. And yes, we can call that out, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like, you can't fix ignorance. Yeah. But sometimes, some people really want to know. And so just have some patience. I know you've had to have patience with them for a long time. But if they are coming to you asking those questions, mm-hmm. like, at least they're asking the question out instead of just berating you. Yeah, and, so, and let me tell you, there have been times like people have reached out to me or commented on some of my TikToks and been mad about this, that, and the other that I said, and I would get frustrated and be like, how is it my responsibility to explain racism to you? Right. And it gets old, but then I realize, you know what? It is partly my responsibility because as someone who has benefited from a lot of white privilege in our society, I need to take any chance I get to try to make corrections. Yeah. And it's the same thing with us straight Christians who have benefited from a church structure that has not vilified us while it has vilified others. We need to take responsibility as straight Christians and, and and say, you know what? I need to address this head on and make things right. Yeah. All we can do is be, is sit at tables together and talk. The minute that we refuse to listen to someone because, well, they're just a progressive Christian. And so they're throwing out the Bible or, well, they're just a fundamentalist. So they're a bigot. Listen, whether anyone's right or wrong, right. You got to put down your arms and be willing to talk. Right. I mean, we won't know the truth until we can find the middle ground mm-hmm. because the truth is found in the middle ground. You know, mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, like that's the reality of it is, you know, not one side, not I'm, I'm, I'm even going to say that not one religion or one denomination mm-hmm. holds the key to the ultimate truth. Yeah, we have to work together. It's an amalgamation of everybody. Mm hmm. And we have to throw away the bad and keep the good mm-hmm. until we find the truth. And we have to trust Holy Spirit to do what the Bible says, which is to lead us into more truth. Right. You know, and if that means throwing out some of those sacred cows, some of those idols that we've held on to, some of the theological beliefs that we've clung to, cling to, and if it means repenting for mistreatment of people, so be it. Right. So we've said it once, we'll say it a hundred times. We love everybody. Mm-hmm. We affirm every single person on the face of the planet. 
and we want to do Christianity better. And as Joey said, and as Roman says, love does no harm to a neighbor. Exactly. And so it is time to stop harming our neighbors with our theology. Yeah. Because if our theology harms our neighbors, it is not a good theology. Exactly. If our theology is harming someone, then it's toxic. Yep. And as Christians, we should want to reconsider theology if it's harming people. Right. Like we should, if someone comes up and says, well, this really has, has hurt me, not just like, oh, that offended me, but like this has actually caused real harm. Right. As a Christian, we should want to hear from them. Yeah, and that should break our hearts. Exactly. If it doesn't, then maybe we've grown we've grown a little, uh, what's the word? Callous. Callous. We've yeah. grown callous to the hurting people around us and not realize that we are part to blame of that. Right. But, you know, Joey, I think, you know, I think we've done a good job communicating. Yes, I hope so. Where we are currently, we hope we did, you know, let us know in the comments, you know, how you feel if, you know, if we said anything that doesn't didn't quite sit well with you, if we said something that resonates well with you, you know, we want to know because that's how we further these conversations. That's how we grow as podcasters. That's yeah. how we grow as, you know, Christians helping being that voice to guide you down deconstruction. And yes. that helps us grow as Christians, like Joey said. Also, guys, just want to remind you that our Patreon is still looking for some new church members to yes, join us. We are. We are still looking for some people at our college crusader level. We're looking for people at our rapture ready level. And we're always welcome to more VBS kids and uh, youth group kids. Our extreme teens. Yes, our extreme team youth group kids. So let us know if you want to come along with us. And if you um, appreciate what we're trying to do here, just uh, your support means a lot to us. This is our shameless plug for it. Yes, we are shameless. The first thing we're going to get with uh, some, some of the funds that we can raise will probably be some new cameras. Yep. Because right now we're using our phones. Correct. Quick shout out to some of our uh, patrons, Mikey Boy mm-hmm. and Brianna McDonahue. Thank you guys so much for your support on there. You know, we really appreciate it. We're glad that you guys are in the Discord talking to us all the time. Um, so if you want to be in the Discord, join our Patreon. It's a fun time in there. We talk about our videos. They rag on us. They tell us what was good and what was bad. Um, we have Patreon only updates going up up there, so you know like the kind of videos that are going to be coming in the future. Anyways, thank you guys so much for joining us on today's episode of All Things Reconsidered. Remember to like, comment, and share the video. If you are not subscribed, click the button right there-ish down there and uh, ring the bell so you know when we upload. And we will see you guys next week.